Welcome back to another edition of the Wits Up podcast. It is fantastic to see all of your friendly faces today. We are doing another archive revive for a couple of reasons. This weekend it is Iron Man 70.3 Geelong. It's the first time we've had uh, a long distance race back here in uh, my hometown of Melbourne. So it is action stations here at Wits Up HQ. The second reason is uh, a lot of people mentioned um, just how emotional Jodie Stimson's finish was at Challenge Miami when she crossed the line in first place. And if you didn't see the live feed or you didn't go back and watch the video, the photos tell a thousand words as well. So we thought this is a really good opportunity to go back to my episode with Jody uh, that we did last year. And it will really give you a good idea as to why that win at Challenge Miami was uh, such a big moment for her in her career uh, and such an emotional finish as well. So that's why we thought we would go back into the archives. Uh, We'll be back to your regularly scheduled episode program next week. But for this week, um, this is an emotional one. So have a listen to my chat with the lovable, a fan favorite, if you will, Jodie Stimson. Oh, my fine friend, it's been a long time since you and I have had the opportunity to have a chat. Oh, I tell you what, when I listened to your Instagram story this morning and you said about being in Morzine and stuff, I brought back so much good memories and that whole part of my life was just, I really do, I miss it daily. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. We, I can't remember if we met before then or, you know, had just spoken online, but Morzine was where, was it 2015 maybe? Maybe 14? 14, I think. Yeah, I think it was 14. Yeah, and I get to, yeah, I get to hang out with you guys and I spent a lot of time with you and got to know you heaps better and it was, it was such a good, trip like I it was I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you guys uh particularly you because I spent so much time with you so, um yeah it was it, a lot of great memories yeah I mean Mozin was a I actually did a bit of um a Facebook live with our mutual friend Joe um because he's obviously on lockdown in um in Mozin at the minute and I did a bit of a a, a question and answer with his triathlon group over there I think it was uh, mainly past some time to be honest which I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are trying to do in this current situation, but yeah, yeah, that 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 time was that time was pretty special, to be honest. And I think you really appreciate it when you look back. Oh, for sure. So, for those who uh, who are listening who don't know, Morzine is in the is in France. Uh, do you say in the Alps? It's in the, yeah, it's in is? the Alps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go I, I know, that. I, yeah, I'm not good with geography. I know it was, it's in France somewhere. Uh, um, but it's a, it's this stunning location. Uh, part of the Tour de France has gone through there uh, over a, a couple of years. I think it was there maybe three or four years ago. One of the um, one of the days went through Morzine. But it's just this stunning place for training. And you spent uh, a lot of time training there with the D squad at the time. Uh, and that's pretty much how we got to know each other and I just watched you guys go about your business. It was a really good insight. Yeah, I remember there was one time that we were, I think we had hill reps or cycling up 
frigging of Oreos or something and you're hanging out the back of a car recording, the, trying to get some good footage and stuff going up the uh, side of the Alps. So, yeah, it was good times. Yeah, it totally was. One And a couple of those days, I just remember it raining so much oh. and you guys – I think one of them in particular, you're practicing cornering and everyone's like, are you kidding? It is just belting down with rain and you're making us learn about corners. But, you know, Darren's whole thing was like, well, that's probably the best time to, you know, get get your confidence up. You have to. I think it was kind of nine times out of ten of those situations, everyone would be going, are you guys Fruit Loops? And we're like, no, it's just the big squad way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And then and then going back to your cabin and, uh, yeah, I think you guys had some decent coffee on you, which is always a uh, is a, a good sign for me to, to come and visit, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Mozin had a couple of nice coffee shops as well, so – and they've still True. got those. So, like, so, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to going back for sure. So you will go back? Oh, yeah. Like, I, well, I was talking to Joe, obviously, as I said, like, and he's doing like a, a triathlon there, but who knows when that's going to, if it's mm. going to happen or not. But I was planning on um, hopefully going there just like me and mum have a bit of a bit of a long weekend. I get to do a bit of a triathlon. She gets to go and walk up a mountain or something. So, oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, so Jodie's, t- do you know what? I haven't even introduced you to our audience. I mean, people know that I'm talking to you because they would have seen the picture and the title. But hey, everyone, I'm talking to Jodie Stimson <laughs> right now. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just fall into this habit of just having a chat. Like, that's the whole point of this uh, podcast is just a bit of chit chat. Um, but you are referring to Joe Pearson, who runs the Buzz Cycling and Buzz Performance uh, in Morzine. And he and his wife, Amelia, are actually originally from Tassie, which is where I'm from. So we sort of bonded that way. And then I guess they helped uh, introduce myself to you and your crew. So that, that's who you are talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and they've just had a little one as well. So I'm mm. yet to meet that little one and I'm yet to meet your little one. So these like numerous babies around the world that I need to go and find and introduce myself to and have a little play with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Aileen's, have you met her little one? Yeah, I mean, because I was there for the um, uh, grand final. Uh, oh, so of course. Then I got to go and have a munch with Ari. Um, but yeah, I, I need to go. I, yeah, I miss that girl. Yeah, you guys are super tight uh, when yeah. I met you guys. Yeah. Every time a I month. hear the accent, it just reminds me of Reedy. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm chatting to her, I have to I have to really concentrate, um, particularly if I can't see her because the, the accent is still quite strong and you've got to concentrate to make sure you know what she's talking about. Yeah, but then you're talking to me who's from the black country, so it's like I bet you're like trying to, what, what, what did you say? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, so true. So what what are you doing at the moment? You are ba- you're based in the UK. Whereabouts in the UK are you? Well, after the kind of announcement of Boris and he was putting us on lockdown, I kind of <laughs> shut my pants slightly. So booted back from Loughborough, which is where I'm normally training now, and kind of drove straight back to Birmingham. But it's only like an hour away. But yeah. um, there was no way I was going to be on lockdown, training on my own, living on my own in Loughborough and having my yeah. family in Birmingham. So I kind of shut down and kind of – so, yeah, I'm, I'm back in good old Birmingham. Birmingham? 
Is that that's how you got to say it? You're burning it. Yeah, <laughs> with, with the high pitch at the end. Yeah, I think so. That I can nail. I'm pretty good at. I do high pitch so often that now Frankie kind of does this high pitch thing herself. Um, I mean, I've actually got a lo- quite a well a deepish kind of voice. But then I go into that crazy high and she she does it all the time and it, it like it's piercing. Our poor dog is just in the corner shaking from the, the, the high pitch piercing. Anyway, so yeah, I, I know how to do the burning it. The yum yum. The yum yum language. Oh. Yum yum. Yeah, because this? we say so it's like so it's the it's like obviously Birmingham is known as the black country. So um and That's not obvious. Sorry, that's okay. not obvious to me. So, yeah, Birmingham was—it's like the mining um, of the world, and so everyone oh. calls it the Black Country because everyone was obviously covered in black from the soot and everything yep. and all that shite. Um, yep. So we say, "Oh, sorry, I need to stop swearing." So no, we uh, say, you're allowed to swear. Oh, well, I, I apologise for young ears. <laughs> Uh, it's I swear a lot. Um, Frankie said shit the other day, and a little part of me is <laughs> quite proud. <laughs> but it's actually it's got beyond the point where we are trying to convince ourselves that it was sit, like because you know telling um, Henry the dog to sit. Because there is a definite sh in there, um, and that's all my fault. Anyway, so I should pro- I should probably curtail it a little bit, but. I, I I quite enjoy swearing, so feel free to swear on this podcast. Carry on. Well, I'll try. I'll try and hinder it slightly. I'll try not to. <laughs> but then, um, so anyway, so we say when you say yum yum, it's because we say yow instead of you. Like so, yow. It's, yeah, yow. How y'all doing? And just, uh, just oh. these. If you Google Black Country, there's like a, a an alphabet. Uh, like our kind of own language because yeah i know so we say like os instead of horse and oh my goodness it's just random stuff like that it's basically we're just lazy with uh language so we just slang everything so we shorten everything so have you lost a little bit of that accent since traveling a lot or it's still i mean obviously you have an accent uh but (laughs) I like now. I just want to get you to say horse in a sentence. By then, this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to get you to say horse in a sentence when you're not aware of it, so that you say it in yow yow language. Yum yum, not yow yow. Oh yum yum. yum. <laughs> I've had half a glass of wine. Oh goodness, you'd fit okay. right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. Ah, uh, when you're in Loughborough, is that how I say it? Yeah, Loughborough. Yeah, Loughborough. Yeah, Loughborough. Um, is that where Nikki Bartlett is? It is. Yeah. She, so ah. she she was training um, Scotland, but her partner Bex is the uh, head coach of the um, British Para squad. Yep. Um, so then they kind of moved to Loughborough um, and are based there now. So yeah, I get to see yeah, Nikki right. a Fruit Loop, uh, Fruit Loop self around. She's she is definitely a Fruit Loop of the best variety. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, she. Um, so you know how she's doing that Spider Man run? Yeah. 
which is awesome. I've completely, st- I texted her and I said, I'm stealing your idea. I, so my Spider-Man costume turned up um, on Friday, I think it was, and I'm going to do the exact same thing around here. Oh, it's wicked, but you know what? I feel like so I just I have an image of Bex's face when she's running with her that's just like, oh God, what is she doing now? It's like, totally. I used to try I used to train with Bex. Bex was um Ah Yeah, for like Bex is one of my closest friends, so that's how I kind of met Nikki in the first place. Oh right. Ah, I didn't realise. Okay, so when did she coach you? Oh, so Bex never coached me. She was actually did triathlon. Oh. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So Bex was actually like we trained together at Birmingham Uni uh, and spent years like training together. And then um, she kind of thought, no, nah, this isn't for me. I'll just go the coaching route. So then she went the coaching route. Yeah, right. And you kept going hammer and tong in the racing. Yeah. Yeah, still loving it. Oh, well, do you know what? You've just answered one of the questions I was going to ask you because I think, like, you're still, you're 30, 31? 31. Oh, yep, cool, got it right. So, I mean, you're still relatively young, but I feel like you've been in the sport for a really long time. Like, I, I know when I started working in the sport, I knew of your name and, but, it's so nice to hear um, through – you've had some ups and downs with, in your career with injury and stuff that you still just love it because that's the person who I met in 2014 was just in love with swim, bike, run. Yeah, I mean that's – I think when – ultimately when that changes, you need to get out of the sport. Um, like the past kind of – oh, geez, like the past I'd say three years have definitely been challenging to say the least. Um, sure. But ultimately, like when I do get to do swim, bike, and run, like I bloody love it. Like there's nothing else like it. Like who gets to say that their job is something that they love to do? Um, mm. I mean, bloody hell, there's been some lows the past three years, but like yeah. you kind of then just look on those 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 good times and those good feelings that you get from from the sport. Yeah, you ha- well, you have to, don't you? Oh, yeah. Like, like even you kind of, I mean, I suppose the most recent one was like racing the 70.3 in Bahrain because that was the last mm. race that I got to do. Um, and like that buzz from just from competing and racing and, and you do get that in, you know, those tough training sessions and stuff. But ultimately you get that feeling from racing um, yeah. and just kind of, that enjoyment that you get from challenging yourself and and seeing what you can do most definitely and you had a cracking race uh race there it was it wasn't your first half because i remember you did uh Bar- <laughs> was it bahrain or dubai bahrain i think no yeah bahrain yeah 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 um and actually we'll get back to that because there's something i want to bring up with you about that but um don't be nervous <laughs> but <laughs> You, you had a cracking race um, and were sort of shoulder to shoulder with Holly Lawrence, who's arguably one of the best uh, half-distance specialists in the sport right now. Oh, it, you know what? Like I'd gone in there and it was – I was coming in and I'd like coming off – like obviously I hadn't raced all year um, mm. and 
like I'd then put together like a consistent kind of six weeks, eight weeks of training and and within that it kind of had a two week of a Disney trip, which was absolutely amazing. Um uh, what, but do you, what do you mean? I had like the a holiday of a lifetime stuff. I went to Disneyland Florida for two weeks with mom, dad, my sister and niece and nephew. Oh wow. Oh, it was like I tell you what, it was it was the holiday of a lifetime. It was friggin' exhausting. But yeah. it was epic. It was anyway, oh, so then wow. so I had those two no, weeks, go, but we, then we have to come back to that. Because I, I like okay. I want to talk about Dixieland. Oh, Hang it on, was let's... amazing. <laughs> okay, so what was what was your favourite part about Disneyland? I tell you what, like I like I went when I was like five. When I was like, yeah. like mom and dad took me and my sister when we were five. So we had like all these photos that like obviously me and my sister when we were little and we got to kind of take these photos again, but with me and my sister as, you know, 30 and 31 year old adults. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think the, the best bit for me was kind of the universal where the Harry Potter bit was just, oh, it was amazing. I mean, I'm a bit yeah. of a Harry Potter fan. But it was it was wicked. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. What else? Um, uh, well, obviously, like the like, obviously, I got to be a big kid with Zach and Erin, my niece and nephew, and yeah. kind of seeing their face when we went round the Magical Kingdom, and you kind of see like Mickey and Minnie like walking round, and they go and they get their autographs and. Yeah, like it was the whole every day. I mean, we were there for two weeks, and like we did something every day. You could you could yeah. spend a month there and go around all the parks. It is um, it's intense in the greatest way possible. But um, yeah, I went when I was in grade uh, five or six, I think, and yeah, it was just a whirlwind of awesomeness. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, my Carrie, my sister, uh, she's like, she organised the whole thing, and like we had like you have to go and you have to plan these things, and we had an itinerary for every day that we were there. <laughs> what park we were going to? Carrie got the fast passes for them, and like oh, you wow. could be waiting in these queues for like half a day to go in. Oh, and there oh. was the, the probably the best ride was like the Avatar ride. Oh, at Universal. Yeah, and like, but we were so lucky to even get on it because literally you would be queuing to get into the park and then everyone would just bolt towards this mm. ride. And by the time you got there, the queue was four hours plus. But oh, Carrie had gosh. already gone on and got these fast passes. And so we literally had these fast passes for all the big rides. It, but we wouldn't have been able to do it without my sister. She, she, she made it the trip, to be honest. Amazing. When when we went, because we went with our Nan and Pop, so they, they won a competition. Um, I think it was for toilet paper, which is quite hilarious to be talking <laughs> about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my younger brother and myself were the only grandkids who were under the age of 12 or, or whatever the rules were. So we were the only ones who could, could go. So we went. Um, and yeah, we lined up at the Matterhorn. No, uh, at um, oh, what was it's the water slide. Um, 
it was the it's the big water slide at Disneyland. I can't remember what it's called now. Splash Mountain, I think. And yeah. um yeah, they ended up calling the help line at Disneyland or whatever it was because they thought that they had lost us, but we were just standing in line in in the mountain <laughs> because like you just they can't see us and yeah, they were you know, cuz you think that all right, 20 minutes max the kids will come back out again. But we were in there for like three hours just waiting for our ride. And, yeah, so we've come out and there's security <laughs> guards. and Oh, man, because, you know, that was before the days of mobile phones and everything as well. And uh, anyway, yes, it, there's uh, great work, Carrie, for getting the fast passes. Good job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, the kids lo- and the kids loved it. And, like, every, like, they keep on, bloody Zach keeps on saying, can we go back to America? Like it's like just a bush oh, ride God. away and around the corner. It's like, no, Zach. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> How old are they? Uh, Zach's five and Erin's seven. Right. Oh, so yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to racing Holly Lawrence, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So like I kind of went and I was just excited just to be healthy on the start line. I, you know, got my TT bike out for like that six or eight weeks and, I'd done totally different like training and I I was basically had done like winter training for it. Um and obviously, you know, pacing for I'm not known for my pacing anyway. And I wasn't <laughs> in that race either. Um <laughs> but it was just <laughs> nice to kind of have no expectations and literally my race plan was swim with the fastest swimmer that I can stay on their feet, which I was stoked with because it ended up being the lead swimmers, which was Lucy and Holly yep. at the time. Um, yep. The bike was, uh, well, how long can you stay with the lead girls? And literally I didn't have power because I hadn't trained for, with power for like the six or eight weeks because I didn't know what I was going to hold for 90K. So I did it all by heart rate in training. Um, right so like race day it was it was awesome because it was just like who cares what power you're doing like just you're gonna have to try and stay with them and it is what it is so yeah I loved it because I just got to go okay well I've got to hold him with these girls for as long as I can and I was like ticking them off going yeah I'm still here yeah I'm still here okay (laughs) hold in um and then got onto the run and I remember sitting in T2 and, uh, yes, sitting. It's amazing. You get to sit down. Um, oh, literally and, sitting. Yep, perfect. <laughs> yep. And, like, and then I'm looking and I'm putting socks on because I'm thinking, I'm not running 21K with no socks on. And Holly's like, nah, sod this. So she's putting on her frigging Nikes and off she trots and I'm there putting on my <laughs> socks and, you know, and then run off. And But then I get excited, don't I? So then I'm like, right, I need to go get Holly. So literally I... Love it. Catch Holly and but then blow me tits off at the end of the run and end up going, <laughs> Oh my god, this is the longest <laughs> lap of my life. <laughs> but no, it's good fun. Oh my goodness. Um okay, so firstly I really picked up on your accent when you said power. It took me a couple of times for you to say that for me to realise what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got there. Um secondly, we so when you caught Holly, because I know I, I trying to remember you both sort of posted something about how fun it was. Like you were both sort of there was a little bit of cat and mouse, a bit of games while you were, you were out there. Um, do you remember what happened? If you guys said anything to each other? 
during not during the like literally I caught as soon as I caught Holly, um, she then was like basically running behind me for like two laps before she thought, yes, yeah, I you, you're going too slow now, I'm off. Um, but right. for the first like two laps, the only kind of conversation we had was her apologising for clipping me heels because <laughs> she was yeah, running right. so close to me. Um, but yeah, no, it was all like, and it was just so relaxed before it and stuff. Um, that was quite nice. Obviously, everyone was in different parts of like their training and stuff, and like if they'd had a block or had a a um a break, um. But yeah, then like we finished, and it was just it was just so relaxed and stuff. And obviously, I was totally stoked that I'd then ticked off the world championship slot. Um, yeah. Which who knows if that's going to happen? I'm kind of that's what I'm yeah. aiming for. That I'm hoping will happen. Um. So. Yeah, but it, no, it was total fun, like, and, you know, and Holly was great and stuff, and it was just nice to kind of have that battle, really. Yeah. It was just yeah. good fun. Yeah, awesome. So does this mean that Jody Simpson is uh, looking at being a half-distance specialist? Forget what's going on in the world right now, uh, but if when all things settle down, is that is that the goal? Um, oh, I think I can do both. I think right. I can I think I can do um Olympic and 70.3. Um so you know especially with everything that's happened recently it's just what makes me happy and you know what challenges me and like I still think I've got unfinished business in ITU and I'm not done yet like especially sure. with everything like being like delayed this year. Um, that's kind of given me a bit of a fire in the bottom of my stomach to kind of go right. Um, mm -hmm. And like I've been doing my long runs um, around Sutton Park, which is where the Commonwealth Games is going to be in 2022. Um, right. So, and I'm running around and I'm thinking, you know what, like this would be bloody awesome to do another Commonwealth Games. Mm -hmm. um, You've so, done all right yeah, at those. Like, yeah, I've done okay, and no, I've done all right at that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I that don't get me wrong, seventy point three really excites me. Um, and like everyone tell like, every, my coach and everyone tells me, you know what, you, you are made for seventy point three. Um, right. But yeah, like, and it does excite me. I'm not quite done with ITU yet, but that is. That does excite me, the prospect of racing a 70.3 again and, you know, seeing yeah. what I can do in that. Yeah, right. All right. Well, the next 12 months are going to be very interesting. Yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> and that just puts a smile on my face because it's just, you know what, I, I just, I've missed racing. I've missed competing and... Yeah, I I'm actually in... Physically, I'm, I'm, physically and mentally, I'm in a, a far better place um, and that kind of... That, you know what? I'm I'm um eight times out of ten I'm happy at the minute, and I would be ten out of ten. I was ten out of ten happy in December. Um, yeah, and that's that's what ultimately you know allows me to to train well. Yeah, you are, you are definitely the kind of athlete who. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're definitely the athlete who needs to be happy to train well and to perform well. 
is from what I that's what I've seen. Oh, definitely. And you know what? If it, 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 like I, I really struggle when things aren't going well outside of training. It just make it just makes training easy when when you're mm. mentally there and mentally happy. Like the other bits just fall into place. Like in, it's sure. just easy ticking things along. Then, yeah, definitely. Please excuse this very brief interruption. I'm just here to say, if you are not already a Wits Up Patreon member, please consider signing up. It really helps us out and supports Wits Up to continue to bring you powerful narratives of women in sport. Just click the link in the description below uh, or just simply go to patreon.com slash Wits Up. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wits Up. And I assume you know how to spell Wits Up. Uh, okay, back to the podcast. Um, can we can we talk about what's happened this year and and obviously something that's um, played a, played a big role in your life um, since December? Are you happy to talk about that? Yeah, um, just got goosebumps all over. Um, oh, sorry, mate. No. Um, so I lost um, like a massive part. Oh God. Uh, I lost just, a massive part just... of my life um, mm. in in January. Um, I lost my dad. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's still quite raw. Um, of course. Uh, he, he's, he was my rock. Um, and, yeah, it's everything. It was, you know what, I'm kind of, there's so many mixed emotions that I'm, I was so I was in shock. I was like, "This hasn't happened." Like, I'm angry at him for leaving. Mm. Um, things were, you know, like I'd raced Bahrain, and you know, I'd had this like so rough past and stuff, and everything was. Mm. He's always there, like, and and things are starting to go well again. Mm. And like, I was I was basically planning on there was um, a. I think you spoke to Jess um, and like I was planning on going out with a British squad to um, Australia mm. at the end of Jan and I was planning on coming home like the the weekend coming and to then go off to Australia and and then that happened with dad and it just kind of yeah put just put everything into kind of shock mode really and mm. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's just like it was so out of the blue. Um, really, it just wasn't. Yeah, like he had no no health health issues, no you know anything underlining. Like you know, um, yeah. So kind of it was a, a massive shock. Um, yeah, and it still is. It still is. Yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine how what you're going through. Uh I I haven't had anyone super close to me pass away. Um what I can say though is the entire triathlon community and I'll speak on behalf of the triathlon com- community. Um but, and obviously there's so many other people in your life that are outside of triathlon, but 
you we all felt that when we saw your post and you posted quite a lot about him um because for me it felt like you needed to express your feelings somehow and that was a way of you being able to deal with things by reaching out to the triathlon community who you who you love so dearly yeah it was i think like everybody like triathlon is like i i say so many times that triathlon is not an individual sport and Mm. you know and that get even like s- smaller it's like your family and your coach and you know you travel a- around the world and like that family becomes quite large and you have like this massive like support network that mm. you know everybody shares this love for triathlon and I, I don't get that sense from any other sport um mm. and to be honest, like everybody who knew me and and like knew Dad, like he was, mm. he was the triathlon dad. Like he was there, <laughs> and every, everyone like would see him hanging over the barrier at races, or you know, he's the first one that I look for, like on you know when I've crossed that line. And I think I think you're right. Like I I was kind of I didn't know where to show or well, where to put that emotion out there, and I felt. Like, like that was kind of my avenue to do it. And you know what, mm. everyone, I had so many lovely messages of support and I did really feel the support from everyone. Mm. Um, like I had so many people reach out and, you know, I totally, I totally felt the love from, from the triathlon world. And, you know, there's not, there's really not many sports that I I think would do that and would have, the backing of that like that's why I think like triathlon's awesome because it's yeah we race elite and and stuff like that but like the amateur and the age group categories race on those courses race on the same weekend and and are so much more a part of of what we do mm, definitely it's so nice to hear because sometimes we do get carried away with um you know our own our own pursuits and um and social media is a, is a can be a terrible place for um yeah. you know showcasing the wrong like you know um unauthentic things and you know um so it's so nice to hear that something like social media could bring you so much um joy and love and warmth yeah definitely I think I think you're right like like especially social media posts it's like everyone has this like you see some people and it's like this ideal life that they live in and it just looks so perfect and I think I'm never like that I will post every everything Mm. really it's like it's more it's 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 not so maybe maybe I'll get told off and not being professional and and not having this you know a professional athlete that's you know selling all their sponsors and stuff like that but it's it's more it's much more than that for me yes I'll yeah. do the post that's got like you know you know I want to push my sponsors and I'm so grateful for them but I've also got the other bit that's I'm actually human I'm actually mm. Jody Stimson as well as Jody Stimson the athlete yeah for sure 
For sure. And I look, I think people value that um, authenticity and that vulnerability uh, that you that you put out there for sure. Oh, thank you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Can I um, – now your dad, obviously, number one fan, proud papa, no doubt about it. Um, you know, you can, you can see it in any, any vision that we've seen of him or photos or even with your words when you talk about him. Um, what, what do you think that you, you learnt from him? Because you're obviously so – it's not just him being proud. You're actually – super tight with him yeah I think he you know what like I when I think of like anything that was to do with like triathlon and dad and he I would always have had this conversation with mom so many times that like before a race he would say the worst things possible to me but they weren't the worst things it was just because (laughs) I was lashing out at him because I could lash out he was my like Oh my yeah. god, I'm nervous and I'm taking out this nervous and but he knew that. Like he knew like he he could say the most perfect thing to me, but it would be wrong at that point because Daz has <laughs> said it and I'm nervous and I need to take it out on someone. Um but he he would no matter what, he'd say the right things to me after a race, and that could be if I've had the worst race possible or the best race. It it was he just kind of always be there no matter what and it's like look could you have done any more could you have given any more well no it's like well yeah well, there you go so yeah. I think that that's the main thing it's just like you know he, he you've given all you can like that's the best that you could do on that day so take it mm. yeah what what do you remember from growing up with him uh, so before triathlon he, oh god before triathlon um mm. well he used to be, he used to be quite active himself like the dad that everybody knows he was a you know larger than life um person <laughs> and like you know he didn't look the most active um, when, when you <laughs> saw him apart from he would probably cover more distance than what i would do in a triathlon he was yeah. everywhere on the course my god i could <laughs> see him at every point um, but growing up, he was just he he was he was the guy that you would call if you needed anything. Um, and I think yeah, right. everybody everybody knew that. Like he was, they don't make him like dad anymore. He was the old school that was, you know, he'd fix anything. He'd put his hand to everything. He was he yeah. could do anything. Like he would be the DIY guy. He would be the gardener. He would be the cook. He would. You know, he was just the old school man that would just go and take care of you, really. And yeah. but he had he had this soft side as well that, you know, really came out to his family. So he was kind yeah. of this hard hard exterior and a big teddy bear inside, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Um how, how's your mum doing? Poor. Um Weekends are bad. I'm not like you can't. Weekends are not great. She's she's doing okay, but this whole situation just makes things ten times worse because you can't go and you can't go just for a coffee and just go and distract yourself and mm-hmm. like the house in Birmingham. It's like literally, Dad did everything in this house. Like you look at anything, like mm. I'll go and I'll look into the garden. Dad did it all. 
like the pond, dad did it, and like all the decorating in the house, or dad built that, and so it's mm. hard. Like, I mean, mum um, uh, worked for a doctor's surgery, so she's just started to go back to work, which in one way, you know, is good because she's not sitting in the, this house that dad basically built, but in another way, I don't want her to go because of everything that's going on in the current situation, mm. but she's kind of got to but she's she's doing okay like she she's you know she's stronger than a lot of people would be and her strength is just kind of pushing a lot of us on at the minute right so do you do you feel like you need to help her or do you feel like she needs to help you or quite potentially both I think at the beginning it was definitely more of a, a, a both kind of situation that like, you know, I was there for her a lot of the time, she was there for me. And I think it, it's mm. I'm I'm there. Not that I've got over like dad going, but it you mm. know, it's 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 dad to me and even though me and dad had like, you know, this special relationship a lot of people don't have you know, mm. it's her partner. She's been with him since she was sixteen. Like she's she's n- never time. known anything else. And yeah, right. I don't think anyone can kind of understand that. That you know, she she's never spent. I think she, the most she's spent away from dad is a couple of nights. Wow. And to kind of have that now, I don't think anybody can understand that. Hmm. So you just have to be there. Try, yeah, support. try to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as much as possible. Um, and what about Carrie? Did she did she have the same kind of relationship with your dad? Yeah, it was different. It was like her and dad were, were, you know, they shared a lot of things. But basically dad built her house, which is literally around the corner. <laughs> um, of course he did. Yeah. I mean, and, you know... <laughs> With Carrie having the two kids as well, like, you know, it, he was granddad, you know, he would. Yeah. But he was, like, Carrie's basically a single parent and, like, dad was their dad in a lot of, you know, right. he, he spent a lot of time with them. He'd pick them up from school and, you know, I think Carrie not only had to grieve for her dad, kind of had to grieve for her kids having that male role model, which was, you know, the, the mm. perfect role model for her kids to have. Wow. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been a frigging shite 2020 yeah. that I just want to wish never happened. To be honest, yep. can we sign off this and not have 2020? Yeah. I think a lot of people are thinking that. Yeah, uh, but mate, yeah, they've uh, they certainly dealt you a rough, a rough <laughs> hand. Fuck. Yeah, to say the least. But like you know, like uh, I and we've triathlon because obviously, like the main thing that me and Dad shared was the love of sport. He he did semi pro football, and you know, I was kind of the the daughter stroke son for him, I suppose. That was kind mm. of his. <laughs> his sport one that we got to share that passion with and I will 
like I, I kind of spoke at dad's um, funeral um, and wow. like I, oh, uh, I will, I like, I will make him proud. I know he's there um, and he will push me over that line again. And, you know, that's, that's, I kind of had a wasted trip out to America um, in before this lockdown came out and I was going to go and race over there Um and it was so hard to kind of get on the plane and like, and it was the first trip, obviously not having dad. And, and I just, I just, that's my main drive to just kind of want to get out there again and, and race. And, you know, I, like I will, he's, he's there and I will make him proud. Mm. And like, that's, that's my driving force. Um, mm. And I suppose you can't get a better driving force at the minute. Oh, absolutely. That's your connect. Well, one of your strongest connections with him. Um, so absolutely. That's a, a huge motivator for you. Oh, definitely. Like, and I, and like, you know, that that's what made the Commonwealths so, mm. so special. Um, and that's kind of given me that fire in my stomach to go, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to have that day again um mm. that perfect day really that kind of everything just clicked in um yeah and it, that's given me that that the fire in my stomach to kind of have that again yeah for sure i need i need to say to you though that like you just said that i'm going to make him proud you act you already have day in day out you're oh. just going to continue to keep making him proud yeah like i I think, yeah, I, like a lot of people have said, oh, yeah, you don't, you know, you're doing this for you. And I, I totally am doing this for me. Like, you know, I, you yeah. know, I get that feeling and I get that, you know, that, that buzz and stuff. And, and I, I know that he's sitting there, even though he's thinking, he's probably pointing, laughing at us, like, what the hell are they all going through down there at the minute? Um, mm. But, <laughs> like, like, I, and he does, I, I know he's proud. I know he's. Good. Yeah, of course he is. Gosh, any dad would be. You're a um you're a good human being, Jody Simpson. <laughs> you are. Oh, thanks. You're actually Thank one you. of the best. Well, Thank I, you. and I, I but I mean that and you know, it's simple things for me that I noticed with you very early on when I met you. Um you're very and I don't know if this comes from your dad or your mum or both or, or you you obviously are very a tight knit family, you're all close, but you, my experiences with you, are uh, you are very welcoming, very warm. Um you you're very good at your job, which is triathlon, but you are also a very laid back kind of person. You make there's I think there's a certain there's a skill in making people feel immediately comfortable and you have got that. Oh, that's really nice. Like, I, I hope so. Like, I think that that's like a, I, I think it's a, a kind of a lot to do with, I'd hope it's a lot to do with like sport people in general that I think that, and especially triathlon, I think, you know, that's the community that kind of triathlon leads to. And we all kind of, in the triathlon bubble kind of have that love for for what we do and kind of the fruit loopy stuff that we put our bodies through at the end of the day and <laughs> like yeah we just picked the three sports to do because one's not enough um but 
yeah, like I, I, I hope so, and that's really nice, nice thing to say. Well, I mean it, and yes, I agree. Triathlon can can help you hone those kind of um, ideals about yourself, but I, I think that's very much ingrained in you well before triathlon was even a factor. Um, that's just it, part of your soul, I think. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> Thank you. <very> much. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> um, it seems like it's um, there's no segue for talking about the experiences that you've been through this year with your dad. It's um, I'm struggling as an as a friend <laughs> and as an interviewer to go. All right. Well, what? How do we move on to the next thing? Because it's <laughs> that's fucking hard. Um, <laughs> But, you know what, it, I, it, it, it's, it's shit and, you know, there's no way of getting around it and it's like for anybody who lo- has lost somebody that's so close and to what me and, and dad are, um, it, but it, it will get easier. Uh, it has mm. got easier. Like I didn't see how it would at the beginning and it has got easier. Um, but frigging out, it still hits me like I was out on a ride the other day and, like anything just reminds me of dad because he was such a, a massive part of my life and and still is. But I think that's mm. the thing. He, he will still be a part of my life. But everything that I'm doing now will kind of hopefully prove what a great person, you know, he he is and has kind of, I just want to do that bit of him proud and hope he's passed that on to me. Um, yeah. So, like anything that you know, when this kind, of, when we come out of this terrible thing that everybody's going through, that is what will be at the forefront. Is that you know, I'm, I just want to, I, I want to continue to do what I love to do, and I know Dad's going to be there with me. For sure. So, okay. So, with with that being said, what what's kind of the plan next year? Is it is it back into focusing purely on ITU? Because the, the Great Britain team, no, there's no two ways about it. is a is a strong team. So, <laughs> do you do you need to solely focus on Olympic distance from here on in? No, I think I think you know I if if you'd say that to me when we first met, I'd be like, yes, you need to, and yes, I needed yeah. to, and as that younger athlete, I think. You know, I needed to. I had a lot to learn. And don't get me wrong, I, I learn every day of, about the sport and about myself. But I think that for me and to keep me happy, I just need to pull things back a little bit and make things simpler and kind right. of focus on keeping healthy, which will mm. keep me happy. Ultimately, I think so. No, it's not just focusing on Olympic distance because I think 70.3 excites me and challenges me in a different way. But I think training a little bit for that will help my Olympic distance. Yeah. And I feel like that's um, what watching you sort of grow over the years, I think that's something that. Um, you can see that's evolved with you as an athlete. Um, yeah, I think that's been a great lesson for you to learn over the past several years. Yeah, I think like like obviously my life is a lot of triathlon. It is a lot to do. And it's, it, I think it's got to be. I think 
you know, it has to be to be a successful athlete. But mm. I think, like, I, I've got to just keep pulling it back and going, well, for me to be happy and successful, I've got to be healthy. I've got to be able to allow my body to put the training in. And if that means that, you know, I'm running slightly less than, you know, the old Jody would like to or slightly slower or, you know, then I've then I've that I've got to do that, and that's that's still a really challenging thing for me to do, and I still have yeah. to remind myself to do that. Yeah, work on it. Yeah, because we all want to do more. We all want to go faster. Like <laughs> you know, that's what makes us who we are. That's what makes us triathletes, athletes. We all want to do that bit more, but it's not. That's not necessarily the best thing for us to do. Sure. We all, and we all want to do that bit more and we all want to keep doing that for an extended period of time. And, and the fact yeah. is, yeah, there's not so much longevity in, in that. So it's a, it's definitely a, a juggling affair. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's still, and it is still a daily challenge of like, okay, I want to be on the bike for a bit longer. No, the session is this. You've done this. Now go home yeah, yeah. so you can train tomorrow. Calm down. Yes, exactly. What um so you said that your dad was quite a successful footballer and you you were keen on it when you were younger? Uh well when people ask me who do you support, it's like oh. yeah, I support West Brom because my dad did. Right. So like do I follow football? Hmm, not really. Uh do I support West Brom? Yes, because my dad did. So I okay. wasn't really into football, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, so okay, so what sports did you did you play at school then? Uh, so I played for a women's water polo team. Um, Shit, I never uh, knew that. Yeah, so we won the counties for like three years. Um, wow. So yeah, that was good fun. That was good fun. Um, and then, like, I played netball. Um, you know, a, a basketball and just the normal kind of high school stuff that you'd play. But you know what? I did triathlon when I was – dad taught me to swim when I was four. And then wow. I did triathlon when I was eight. And kind of ever since then, I, I've never – you know, people ask you like, oh, what did you want to do when you were younger? Mm. And I, I constantly go, mom, did was there anything else that I wanted to do that I can like say to people? And she was like, no. <laughs> She was like, you just wanted to do triathlon. I was like, okay, then this, I'm just going to have to say that then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're like, mum, give me something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, obviously my sister was like, like she did swimming and I actually, okay, this is a little bit that people might not know. I actually did ballroom dancing. Stop it. So did I. <laughs> did you? I can't remember yes. you doing it either. Oh my goodness, that is awesome! Yeah, so I did the whole like cha 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 tango and all that. Yes. Like, so, uh, but then I kind of was very much bored of that when I was yeah. younger, and so my sister continued it, and I didn't. Um, and wow. yes, yeah, so yeah, that that's a little bit of a. I can still Love remember it. some. Yeah. Yeah, I still remember some. Oh, well, actually, just on that, um, and I forgot to go back to it earlier, 
Uh, when we saw, actually, that might have been the first time we oh, met. Was are you that? going on Bahrain? No, this works. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bring that up on camera. I, I think I had said because I was. I think I was asking like four or five of you the same questions, and I and one of them was what's your what's your best dance move? And I think Joycey like did a you know Saturday Night Live. You know, just pointing yeah. a finger, up, you know something. <laughs> and Jody, Jody's just like, "Hold my beer," and just she didn't say, "Hold my beer." That's just an expression. You weren't drinking before a race. <laughs> he just pulls out this amazing worm, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> can you? This is a press conference, folks. Um, can you still do it? Yeah, I could do the worm. That that's my that's my go to little cheesy dance move. I can do the worm. I need a new one, so uh, I think I might have to go onto YouTube and teach myself how to do something else. I don't know, mate. I reckon a lot of people try and do the worm and fail miserably. I'm one of them. I tried to do it in Kona a couple of years ago, and I'd had way too many drinks at the after party <laughs> and just face planted. And because the after party is like on this on a bar at a bar that's on the beach, and I just. Sand everywhere, like just, <laughs> just nonsense. I don't think anyone got it on video, but um, I don't know. If you can do that well, I reckon you're you're miles ahead of anyone else. But anyway, well, I want to go. I want to go. Next, the next time we're at, um, the next time we go to a race and we're at a race together, you can get me to do the worm. We'll, we'll do a. Uh, a the, you do uh, the worm, and I'll worm. think of something else. Yep. Yeah, okay, deal. I like it. I like it. Um, but back to ballroom dancing. So, yeah, I did the same. And I, I do remember enjoying it, but I think it didn't have the thrill that I needed. Um, like, you know, the, the competition, the, the – like I think dancing is incredible. I, I freaking love it. But I think that's what was missing for me at that age is that I needed a bit more of a the thrill of the chase and the you know shooting the 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 goal or the buzzer and you know that kind of thing which dancing didn't bring me. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, in one way, like my cousin did it. So my cousin and my sister were dance partners, and I had the teacher. So in one way, I don't know if I just let the teacher take me around. And I just kind of, you know, hung on tight and just kind of let him take me. But yeah, it right. just did it, it. It just bored me a little. Like, I yeah. think they're amazing. And you watch, like, you know, them on TV and they're like, oh, my God, how can you do that? But it just wasn't for me. It kind of didn't – I don't know how to explain it, really. That competitive edge, it just didn't give it to yeah. me like triathlon does. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I feel the same. But if you sit me in front of the TV to watch, so you think you can dance, I'm I love it. Oh yeah, and like this. Oh, is it, is it Strictly Come Dancing or something? They're just they are frigging amazing, and yeah, I think they're amazing at what they do. But I'm just like, just didn't give it as much as what triathlon gives to me. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm yeah. I'm. I was completely the same. Hey, I uh, realised that we're about an hour into this, so we've got to start wrapping things up. Um. So, oh, have you got some keys or something going on there in the background? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jody's like, I gotta go. Like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> before before we go, I've got I've got a question for you. I'm trying to ask uh, everyone this question at the end of the podcast. Uh, the last person I asked it to was well, sorry, the last person I spoke to was Orsa Lundstrom, 
and I couldn't ask her and that will make more sense in a second. The question is, of all of the famous like celebrity Jodies, who's your favourite? Of all of the famous celebrity Jodies? Yeah. Think of a what famous Jody other than self. Hey? Other other celebrity there are no other celebrity Jodies. Is there? Jody Jody Foster? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's really random. Wow. What a random question. I have no freaking idea. What so what I'm just I'm thinking, what do I um Google? Like Jody Famous? Well, yeah, person? I'm like, I can't Google because I'm on my phone. So how the hell can I get it at this one? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but have you heard of Jody Foster? Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh wait, here we go. Most I've just googled Jody famous person and the <laughs> <laughs> the most famous person named Jody is Jody Foster. Um, then who we got? Oh God, I don't know half these people. See, oh Jody, really like. Oh, I thought for sure it would be. Wouldn't that be cool if your name came up? That'd be kind of cool. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, there's Jodie Swallow's number 23. Oh, I should have picked Jodie Swallow. You should have. Oh, I even called Jodie Jodie One. Yeah. Oh, actually, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I called Jodie Jodie One. She's Love the legend. It. The original Jodie in triathlon. She, she is the original Jodie who I looked up to and was like, I want to be like Jodie. Love it. Well, there's your answer. There you go, Jodie Swallow. Now Jodie Kanema. <laughs> yeah. She's all supposed to be Jodie Swallow uh, to me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, my friend, thank you so much uh, for joining me and sharing sharing your story and sharing a really tough part of your story as well. I really appreciate it. Um, and I hope that it's kind of cathartic for you as well. Thanks, mate. Thank you. No, it's not, It's always nice talking to you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll have to uh, make sure we catch up a little bit more often, particularly at this point in time when we've all got to look out for each other. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you, my friend. We will talk to you soon. Cool. See you, Steph. All right. See ya. See ya.